Happy season one to us. Happy season one. Also, Merry Christmas to you. Yes. And happy holidays. I don't know why I said it so creepy then, like, yes. <laughs> yes, Christmas, Mrs. Mother Krampus. <laughs> I wish I was Mother Krampus. I know, me too. Mm-hmm. I pretty much am, honestly. So we were feeling low earlier, so we decided to go on TikTok. Yeah, we had to bump up the mood before we recorded this. Yeah, so actually, to start, Buffy was like, okay, okay, let me, I got this, let me just put on some good music. (laughs) And then the first note was the most harrowing, solemn note of just like, (laughs) and then silence. If you'd like to know what song it was, it was Angel by Sarah McLaughlin. A Canadian treasure, apparently. Which movie has never heard of? Okay. <laughs> no need to send hate <laughs> to the moms that still listen. <laughs> Your mom. <laughs> uh, but I played that song. That didn't get our mood anywhere, understandably. No. It was more a joke, but not really. Um, so we went on TikTok instead, and we made it a TikTok. Yeah, well, it was like photos. Yeah, it just kind of was a thing for 20 minutes. And you know the TikTok trend with the lines, and then you change your face, and it's like... Your face. Yeah, like, I'm doing the action, like, people know. It's like the little blue line, and then you kind of look like a Tim Burton character. Yeah, we tried that, but we ended up looking absolutely horrendous. (laughs) And, like, different species of worm, or, like, we'd be, like... (laughs) Big toe. Yeah, or, like, we'd fallen onto a glass plate, (laughs) and we could just, you know, like, smush against a copier kind of vibe. It was a cute. It didn't turn out the way we wanted it no. to, so we gave that up and now we're recording. And I also have, like, a pointed tooth, and it really highlighted that in one of the videos. <laughs> and I'm like, ah! Oh, no! I hope our viewers who, like, don't know what I look like just, bit, like, thinks of me with one pointed tooth <laughs> in the center, like, <laughs> Like a Shrek baby or something. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of babies, I won Baby Yoda at a christmas 12 days of christmas kind of raffle competition thing that happened at my work and he's very cute i swaddled him in my blanket yeah so and i'm holding him while we record he's here to join us and he's, he's very cute he has a bow on top of his head he's all ready for christmas and he's mighty and strong and we've named him baby yoda mm-hmm gorgamesh for short gorgamesh for short we know that's not his real name we can't give him his real name right now i'm really sorry to everyone that hates us <laughs> jesus back off wow mom just leave me alone <laughs> mom. face Merry Christmas, though. The time is merry. It is. What's your favorite Christmas song? What's my favorite Christmas song? I've been listening to a lot of Christmas songs lately. Um, I have to say Merry Christmas, Baby. Yoda? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know what it's called. I think that's what it's called, but it's by Bruce Springsteen, and there's like a nice saxophone in there. That's what you look for? Yeah, I like that one, and I like the, there's no place like home for the holidays. I don't know these ones. Oh, God. Sorry. It's really hard. I like the one where Angela sings it in the office. Nutcracker Man, or Marching, Drumming Boy, Drumming Boy. Bum, 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 bum. She's like, do, 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 no, ba, 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 bum, bum. He was a small boy, ba-da-ba-bum-bum. What is your hands doing? This is what Angela does oh, in the office, and okay. Dwight's, like, holding the mic up to her, and she's like, bum and it's just, like, very quiet and solemn, and it's, like, a very awkward version of karaoke. I like that one. I miss karaoke. Yeah. I don't let myself go to karaoke anymore. What's your karaoke song? Um, I just... I know what it is. You? Yeah? Nine to Five by Dolly Parton. I do like that one, mm-hmm. yeah, but I also really like Edge of Seventeen by Stevie no, that's Nicks. that's a good one. Yeah, that's a cool one. I'm trying to, like, get better at that one. I like I want to be cooler. I mean, Dolly Parton's queen, but Stevie Nicks is also queen. They share the, they share the throne. Yeah. 
Um, my favorite karaoke song is probably Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. You know all the words to that, don't you? Yeah, I do. It's my only party trick. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty, pretty big challenge. We talked about this, because my only party trick is opening beer bottles with my teeth. Mm-hmm. But that's never going to end well. You wonder why you have a sharp tooth now. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just stick it in the top and pull it out. <laughs> yeah, it's a European thing. We have bad teeth, so it's fine. Mine are actually really good. I get complimented in England for how good my teeth are. Canadians, not so much. But I get by. <laughs> I get by. Are braces not common in England? Oh, no, they are, but I just think dentists... Like, my dentist at home just had, like, black teeth, I'm pretty sure. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know why it is a thing that the British have bad teeth. I don't know either. I, you have nice teeth. Thank you. Yeah, for all you people thinking, like, oh, Jesus, no wonder she's behind. Oh, teeth are fine. A microphone and... <laughs> it's not a camera. It's, it's audio. Um, yeah, I never had braces, neither did my sister. But interesting. Yeah, they, they are a thing, but I don't think it's common. Here, like, I don't think you even need bad teeth to get braces. Or in the UK, it's like, only if you qualify. No, and here they try to shove braces down your throat. Yeah, like... Because they want your money. I yeah, think. it's a lot of money. Where in the UK, it's like, yeah, like, I mean, I guess. Like, you could, but we're not gonna... No. It's like, oh, yeah, your jaw needs to change position. <laughs> so we kind of... We have a big problem here. Yeah, like, you can't chew food properly. <laughs> Like, we'll give you braces. All right, shark man. Like, <laughs> let's give you and your three rows of teeth some love. Did you ever see Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Yeah, of course. Just made me think of that. With Taylor Lamper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like his teeth. Well, was, I like Spy Kids better, though. So do I. With the thumbs? Yeah. Yeah. And the guy. What? Who? Where? And why? Did he sing that song? I think so. Yeah. I recently worked with Alexa Penetrator. Yes! From Spy Kids. She's yeah. very nice. Yeah. Very lovely lady. I looked up to her a lot as a child. Same. Yeah, great gal. Yep. On the note of Christmas and Mother Krampus, we've decided to do a Christmas episode. Hey, hey. It was actually really hard to do. Turns out there's not a whole lot of makeup-heavy Christmas movies that aren't the Grinch, which we already covered foolishly. Mm. So We thought it was a strong open. Yeah, it turns out. Looking back on it, big mistake. Huge. It was fun, though. So, we've decided to get a little creative. We're going to offer you our opinion. Yeah, what? Good luck. <laughs> Dangerous, I know. It's the worst. <laughs> Oh, God. Respect the podcast, Ruby. Who's texting me? (laughs) What was I going to say? Something about Christmas. Oh, yeah, and talking of makeup and stuff, I guess we could have done Krampus, but neither of us have seen it, shamefully. Actually, I've seen one Krampus, but I don't know which one it was, and it was so horribly done. It it was on Netflix, and I watched it, like, three years ago with my friend, and it was, like, the worst movie that I've ever seen in my entire life. Was it the 2015 one? Maybe. It was like, yeah, because there's it like the German like it, ones, and then there's the American one, I think, I don't know. This I, one looked like it was filmed on a cell phone, oh. and like, written by nine-year-olds, but performed by 42-year-old bald men. That sounds like half the Netflix shows. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> Catch me for my reviews. <laughs> my other podcast. <laughs> uh, so what are you doing this week? Well, before we jump into that, can we just address that you shot me in the tit with a Nerf gun this week? Oh, we're going to talk about that. Okay. Yeah, I am going to expose you. You were open, okay? You no. let your guard down, and you I took advantage. I was doing something very important on my phone, and I was sat down minding my own business after a long work day, <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, well, and it, yeah, you know what, I'd, I'd really enjoyed the last few days. Like, Buffy and me had been working together. Working a, hard. It's been a great time. <laughs> we'd walk arm in arm everywhere. We'd go to Crafty and we'd be like... Everyone calls me Ruby and her Buffy. Yeah. And we were, you know, living it up. And then on her last day of this production, I, like, sat doing my own business, doing my little worky thing. 
my working hand. And then Buffy's like, say hello to my little friend. And I look up and she's like, within like two steps of me and just point blank shoots me in the left breast. So much like pain. And and I, I must admit, I can be a little dramatic. But I, it took me enough to like fall off my seat and onto the floor and be like cradling, being like, ah, why? It was actually really bad because it started an entire Nerf war. I had to drag Ruby into the wig room. Yeah, to yeah, find, yeah. To find she safety. Never, she like, and then she was like acting all hero because everyone else in the makeup room started like getting out Nerfs and water guns and we were like, ah, and I was on the floor injured. So she put her arm around me. It was very like Save It Private Ryan kind of style. And then I was like backing up. I was like, go on without me, mama. Um... <sighs> You know, because all moms join sons on battlefields. And <laughs> oh, I'm the son. <laughs> no, I'm the son. You were dragging me. Oh, okay. Sorry. Jesus, keep yeah. up, please. Uh, yeah. Point moral story is never trust your best friend. Pretty much. Yeah. I saw an opening. I took it. I'm not going to apologize for that. Well, it is what it is. I hit a Nerf gun at your station over next time. Oh, thank you. I've yet to find that. Oh. Hmm. I think I did. Oh. See, just <laughs> leave me out for dead. Maybe uh, it was a water gun. I don't know. I hit something at your station. It's probably just like a fucking... Why did I want to say shit? I like, was going to say that. Like, just a fucking shit. Like, he's... Yeah, okay, let's... Yeah. Okay, well, if we're going to talk about that, then let's talk about the fact that I forgot my chair at work and you had to bring it back to my house and criticized me for my garbage pouch and my crossword whiteout strategy. So, humans of the world. Um, <laughs> so, Buffy left her chair at work. Sometimes we bring chairs to work, because sometimes we have to wait for a while before the next shot. So we sit on set. It's a totally normal thing to do. We're not lazy, we promise. And Common practice. (laughs) Very. Um, Yoga mats, not so much. Don't bring that to set. Um, (laughs) And anyway, yeah, Buffy left her chair, and I was like, is this our chair? Like, I thought it was, but I wanted to make sure because we had a few day calls and whatnot. And in the pot, I was like, let me look for something to identify her. (laughs) I realized i know nothing about her she had a crossword puzzle that i was like mm-hmm, okay okay i can i can see maybe this is hers but then filled with the rest of like four other pockets which are stuffed to the brim of trash like candy wrappers like old not even from the show we're on now i'm like oh i need to go through them you do you yeah. little trash raccoon <laughs> that's my garbage pouches i mean i get it i get it but there's not always a garbage nearby so I stuff them in the pockets. Yeah. And the crossword pocket is reserved for my reusable straw, my crosswords, and my water bottle. So now that we've gone about our weeks and addressed my violence towards Ruby, mm-hmm. what a film are we talking about this week? Share with the group. Christmas time is near, friends. And what better Christmas time movie than the one and only Home Alone? Uh, good choice. 1990. The first one. The first one is the best one. Mm-hmm. I do like the pigeon lady in the second one, but I am going with the first one. The I like OG. the pigeon lady too. She's nice. I can't watch that movie anymore. My brother one time bought it from Walmart when we were like little, little. Mm. He was probably like four, and he watched it like repetitively for a Christmas. And now every time I watch it, I'm like, meh. You just think of your brother? Yeah, not that that makes me think meh, but <laughs> just, you know, he you... Wa- he watched it like multiple times a day. Wow. I know. There's a lot for me to I mean, handle. good film, but I wouldn't watch it that far. Yeah, I mean, he was like four or five, so. Yeah, well. Uh, I mean. Kids don't know film etiquette. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> How, you know what? When my kid comes out, I want them to demand Apocalypse Now. <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> else. <laughs> or else. Maybe they're filming. 
Uh, yeah, so I'm going to be doing Home Alone. A lot of people are familiar with this. It's a family-friendly, fun-time, little 90s... Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Baby boy, Kevin. Awful parenting, but fantastic film. I don't know if a lot of people know about Home Alone, but... Catherine O'Hara. Oh, yeah. I know what you're going to say. From Schitt's Creek. Also, Mama Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, she's the one that forgets her kid all the time. Yes, she's multiple the that, times. She's the one that's like, Kevin! Kevin! <gasps> we left Kevin at home. Or whatever it is. She's that one. Yes. Yeah, Schitt's Creek woman. Like we said. Like you said. Uh-huh. Not rolling shit. Very, very... Two uh, different... Totally different people. Yeah. Totally different Easy to mix up. Easy to mix up. Are they easy to mix up? No, I'm being super sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yes, Home Alone. Um, yeah, so let's just dive right in, hey? Uh, you should know the plot. I'm not going to explain that one. Are you okay? I have to sneeze. Keep oh. going. <laughs> so you have some out-of-body experience. Oh, no. I start speaking in You're terms. crying. <laughs> You're like, climb, <laughs> climb the window. <laughs> Backwards, speaking like Russian. Oh, God. Oh, no. No, my cat. I'm allergic, but I love him. Nothing like the Christmas spirit of family near. <laughs> I'm gonna go get the Kleenex box. I'm a mess. I'm hideous. No, you're not. I can lock myself in the closet this evening. Again, a short break. <laughs> but we're back strong. We've returned. Stronger than ever. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, Waiting for that allergen <laughs> to kick in. Then I'll be in my prime. By the end of this. I'll be unstoppable. Your face is just swollen. Don't worry, Christmas is near. Rest and cake and <laughs> joy and turkey it's are... COVID. No one's going to see me. No. I can swell up in peace. Yeah, that's it. Not it's from my COVID. my only Christmas wish. Mm-hmm. Swelling up in peace. <laughs> from allergies, from loving your cat too hard. Ah, okay. Home freaking alone, baby. When I say stuff like that, it just makes me really cringe, like, at myself. I'm like, when in any other day would I say that? I'm obviously not used to this microphone still, but I'll make it love me. I know, you've been doing this British accent bit for, like, 12 episodes now. I am British. <laughs> I It's actually a really bad accent. Why is everyone fooled by this? People just think I'm Australian. I've had Australians ask me, where are you from in Australia? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm British. And they're like, why do you put on an Australian accent? I'm like, I don't. And they're like, why do you now sound Canadian? And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I just want to be loved. Trying to t- I just want to be appreciated. Yeah. Oh, hiya, hiya. Uh, hiya, hiya. Hiya, hiya. Okay, home alone. <laughs> Here we are. Merry Crimbo. <laughs> hey, I'm a mess. Um, so I'm going to start by reading out the makeup and hairstylists involved for this film. This is taken exactly from the credits, I have you. Oh. So the key makeup is Kim Phillips, or Kimberly Phillips. Assistant makeup was Linda Malazzo. Key hairstylist was Linda Risotto, not Risotto, (laughs) Risotto, I believe. Uh, assistant hairstylist was Dominic Mango. Oh, oh, what a name. Mango. I met a cat the other day called Mango. Oh, that's and a good when, cat. when I say cat, I mean I saw a cat in a video online. So I didn't meet mm, it. Okay. Mm, easy to mix up, though. Reality. That's really, they intertwine regularly. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that doesn't rub off somewhere. That reminds me, Brendan was telling us a story the other day at like, over Christmas. He's like, yeah, the other day I ran into this person. He was like, and when I say the other day, I mean seven months ago, pre-COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. And then the special effects makeup was done by uh, Ken or Kenny Myers. 
And then the assistant and special effects makeup was done by Ron Wild Figelu. Hmm. Yeah. So Kimberly Phillips, who's the um who is the key makeup in this. And I think when they say key here, in the terminology key means assistant like one of the assistants to the head of department. Like yeah. the next in charge, basically. Yeah. Um, where I think they were speaking in direct like department head terms when they say key. So now this is the HOD. Yes. Okay. But it's listed as key. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the person listed as key, what I said is Kim Phillips, only has six IMDb credits and not a lot since like the 2000s. So I think maybe, I don't know, maybe she changed careers, maybe she changed her name. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But I couldn't find a lot about her. I actually couldn't find a lot about makeup on this at all. So it's going to be a lot of, like you said, our own interpretations and whatnot. Which could be fun. Yeah. Um, but her assistant, uh, Linda Malazzo, has worked continuously since the early 90s, and some of her credits include Revolutionary Road and Brokeback Mountain. Oh, fun. Yeah, there's just two of many, but there I like go. those films. I do too. Um, so the makeup I'm going to be discussing is obviously Kevin's. It's a strong makeup look, and there's a lot going on there for lip balm. <laughs> yes. I'm assuming Kiehl's, but who knows? Tough mm. to say. Mm-hmm. Burt's Bees, I'm guessing. Might have been Smackers, given his age. Oh, yes, maybe Smackers. You might have liked that. <laughs> And that's my notes done, so thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> no, I'm going to be focused. Hey, that was my bad joke. It's done now. Enough <laughs> of the real shit. So I'm going to be focusing on the first time when Marv and Harry, the burglars, played by Joe Pesci, who we love. He was on all the Scorsese films, um, like Goodfellas, etc. He's a fantastic like actor. And Daniel Stern, who break into the family home and how Kevin pretty much tortures them. Oh, uh, yes. Tortures, I mean, protects himself. Yes. Yeah. Very advanced level. Very intelligent child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a bit scary. Yeah. If some may say. The production teams took careful measures to ensure no one was actually harmed while filming. For instance, the red hot soldering iron that Kevin hangs on the doorknob was actually made from red neon tubing. And the nail that Marv steps on in the basement was spring loaded to retract beneath his foot. Smart, ah. hey? Um, when Joe Pesci's character has his head set aflame by a blowtorch, this also required some clever usage of practical effects. What I'm going to start with. I love it. So yeah, being in the ni- early 90s, there was a lot of practical effects used, and I couldn't find one single interview on makeup, so kind of just going off this scene and just kind of guessing how they do it. Mm-hmm. And if anyone knows exactly how they did it or has better suggestions, please share. This is a knowledgeable, fun time for all. And also, if you haven't seen Home Alone, I'm completely like ruining the best part of it, but you should have seen it. Like It's I been mean, 30 it, years. Yeah, uh, you've had lots of time. So Harry, who's by played by Pesci, Joe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Harry steps into the McAllister kitchen, he's met with a blaze that turns his burns. Sorry, not turns. Burns <laughs> his hair through his hat. It. <laughs> sorry, I'm just thinking of that scene. That scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you just love it when people set a light? Oh my God! Warms the cockles of my heart. <laughs> he puts the fire out by burying his head in the snow outside. In reality, Pesci was not close to any flame fit flames <laughs> while shooting the scene thank god uh For should, him. they obviously learned from wizard of oz so production designer john muto um used a 19th century illusion called pepper's ghost to create the effect and i saw a little video on this and it's actually super cool so that's pepper's ghost if you want to check that out and i would definitely recommend it. it's a cool little camera trick um they basically pointed the camera at a piece of angled glass behind uh, Joe Pesci. Behind him sat a manicured, manicured head with a blowtorch on it. 
um, Pesci stepped in front of the camera at the mark when the mannequin head was reflected on the glass. Oh. So how they kind of do it, that kind of sounds a little confusing, and I was unsure how to word that correctly. But from what I gathered from watching this video, they shoot something, like, pre the scene, yeah. and it's obviously, like, this mannequin head on fire. Yeah. And then what they do, they use a player to then reflect on glass to then be showing in the scene, like, whilst shooting. So it looks kind of, like, ghost-like. Right. So he's not actually in the scene. No. And then Pesci, like, moves into his position that blocks the mannequin, but the flame is still there. From the mannequin's reflection. Yeah, so then they have, like, the, um, flamethrower, whatever's called, blowtorch, (laughs) like, going, like, fake. The fire gun. it's, (laughs) It's not, um, like, on, but it's giving the illusion it is. Right. From a pre recorded thing that's reflected that's catching on camera on the lens and then it's like so pesci would just they'd be like walk into this room and scream right and hit your mark yeah and it kind of once you know that does look like this weird like halo around him but yeah so that was kind of hard to explain but i hope you got what i meant yeah i mean i would encourage people to go watch pepper's ghost and then look for it yeah it's pretty cool but i was like way to get around things instead of being like CGI. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No offense to CGI. Yeah. But also. And apparently, yeah, like I said, and the production designer said, if you pause it, there is a slight, like, matte line around his head that you can kind of catch it. Oh, okay. Uh, So makeup after the fire. So his costume then becomes a hat with a giant hole from the burn, and his hair is all patchy, and the majority has disappeared. When he initially first takes his hat out of the snow... It almost looks like a jigsaw piece to me. <laughs> it's like perfectly like... <laughs> I was like, oh, saw. <laughs> is this a new film? Um, my take on this is that Pesci shaved his head. His hair length is a short length, so maybe they shot this in continuity. Who knows? But it would have made sense. I couldn't find any facts about this, but Pesci didn't. if Pesci didn't want to shave his head, then it would have been an easily fake bald cap with sporadic hair. Um, that they applied, and he's also wearing a hat, so it could have, like, hit some edges there. Yeah, it could have literally just been built into his hat. Yeah, but I can see him being a babe and just being like, oh, let's just shave it. Yeah, Yeah. and it's like, and it kind of looks, like, sharp, and I think that's where I got that razor look from, um, that jigsaw kind of look from, sorry. Yeah. And then there's just, like, a little tuft of hair in the middle, like, Fire Lawrence (laughs) style, um, and he takes it out, and, uh, there's just, like, no redness or anything on it was awesome. It's just, like... (laughs) beautiful and bald all of a sudden um, no burns though no burns. no 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 burns no just, redness just bald. just the hair fell out and the hat burnt but everything's all good except for that one top that's indestructible yeah, yeah. that's still there yeah we love that um <laughs> what leads me to believe that the makeup team and production obviously talked about the level and genre of this movie and that it is family film these traps kevin is setting these injuries like let's be honest would be absolutely horrific if you were to mimic them on a makeup level but the makeup is hardly shown because then the film wouldn't be, would move from category, like, the category of family to yeah. gore. Yeah, It's, like, meant to be kind of fun and, like, goofy. Exactly. It's not yeah. meant to be realistic. Like, artistically and makeup and, like, realism, no way. No. Also, there's no way Marv and Harry would survive any of this. <laughs> Let's be, call it what it is. Let's call, like, Kevin come on. would be having some serious conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, you know, point the finger, but <laughs> his parents would leave him at home. Over Christmas. <laughs> yeah. They forgot a child. He's got some deep-seated, like, problems Honestly, going on. Honestly, think about where Kevin is. If Kevin were real, think about the trauma. 
Well, yeah, we just have to look directly at the actor if we want to throw shade. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's doing fine now. He seems to be doing fine. You know, go for it. Artistic treasure. So they kept it unrealistic for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's the audience. The other weird thing about this scene is how Harry just stands in the stream of fire for at least three seconds, and he's meant to be the smart one. He, like, opens the door, and he's like, ah! But I'm like, burning! It's, like, long enough that, like... It's, like, long enough to be like, um... <laughs> Do you know you're on fire, sir? <laughs> uh, so then let's go on to Marv. Uh, I'm gonna be doing the eye into the face, <laughs> what I love. I actually think I prefer out of the two this one. That was my favorite, too. Yeah, so... It's, like, a perfect print. <laughs> it's beautiful work. Um... <laughs> God's work, some would say. <laughs> uh, so the camera was tied to a rope and lowered down, acting as the iron going through the like chute that it falls. Yeah. Um, and that was able to capture Marv's expressions as it plummets onto his face. I believe the reason they kept this burn slash mark as a distinctive, like, <laughs> like you said, triangle, <laughs> is so both Marv and Harry would have something visible from the break-in that could also be shown as comedic mm-hmm. and different. Um, Harry's half bald head and Marv's iron face. It's a perfect triangle of burn or impact, even including the little indentations at the bottom of the iron. It's got like those three little points. Like, I know, I was has. just gonna say, and like the three little circles. Like, yeah, it's like the little, steam like, circles. Long, <laughs> things. I know. It's like beautiful. It's like mm, the symmetry. Again, like, you know, it's a family and a comedy. And so, yeah, I'm not even sure if it was plugged in or hot. So it could have been a burn or it could have been the impact of an iron falling on you. Both would make sense. Um, so when looking at these clips back and me like pausing and zooming right in, I originally believed it was likely just paint or illustrated to create the illusion of this triangle burn or, like I said, impact. But upon closer look, you can see an edge. And I was like, excuse me. Excuse I, I saw some ridges there. Um, you can see where the product has been manipulated, trying to like blend out Daniel uh, Stern's face. Um, so, like, yeah, you can see there's a little mark there. Um, so, correct my arrogance, but I was under the impression that maybe Bondo transfers weren't used. We previously mentioned Bondo transfers and what they're used for, or, like, prosade transfers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a common, like, quick little prosthetic you can put on someone that's easy to run, and I've been running them at work. Some of our earlier episodes talked about it, if you need a little refresh. Um, and I originally didn't even consider foam as it's so thick normally and used for, I always think like foam monsters. Yeah. Yeah. So I highly, and it's obviously not silicone. Like I highly, yeah, no. Um, so I was questioning if it was wax. Maybe I was going to say they could have just built it up out of Bondo. Yeah. Just Bondo in general. Or my second guess would be... Well, third degree, but I don't even know if they would have third degree Well, at this that's time. a point that I made, too. And wax is like, I don't know why, but I was just like, imagine if they used wax. On a film. On a film. On a professional film. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, my next point yeah. is just like, I don't know if they continue this with wax throughout the whole final scenes, but where it becomes most obvious to me is the scene after Harry's been covered in feathers and Marv's just come through the window and stood on a load of glass ornaments, and they have a little chat, and we see Daniel Stern's facial makeup more clearly, and it displays those ridges with blending with wax. Like, when you blend with wax, it can happen. Like, those, like, ridges when you're trying to smooth yeah. it out, and that, like, kind of funky edge. Yeah. And it gets pretty, like, smooth, and they did have special effects team on this. So I'm, I'm leading to believe it isn't wax, but we should just talk about wax for a minute, too. Yeah, I mean, it's not... It's not a thing. Safe to use. We're not talking about candle wax. 
No, but it feels like that, mm-hmm. like that kind of like gummy wax, and it's yeah. like really cheap. So is that? It was the first ever like special effects thing I owned was the Krylon wax. Yeah, same. It's yeah. like really handy if you're doing some cool Halloween makeups and you don't yeah. want to spend like a bunch of money. Yeah, you can get some wax and some spirit gum and do some really cool things. They don't turn out the greatest. No, the wax is a hard material to use. Yeah. It's not great. It's really bad, to be honest. Yeah, it's pretty much only for Halloween. You, like, sculpt it on the skin. And, like, I remember in school we had to, like, use it. And I remember the whole time being like, is this a thing? Like, do people use this? I know, am I just bad at makeup or is it right? wax? And I was just like, how do people do this all the time? And then I, like, got on real sets and they were like, we haven't used wax since 1974. <laughs> Before the sun rose. Like, literally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I got, like, why they probably implemented in schools for those, like, sculpting skills and getting your hands into something, I guess. And it being so hard to even use. So, yeah, I mean, if you can use wax well, then you can pretty much use anything well. Yeah, if you can make wax look like skin. So maybe I was just really, like, keen for these <laughs> effects artists, good old uh, Kenny Mayers and Ron Wild Kuguli. I was just Who like, knows? yeah, they it works. Wax magicians. And maybe I'm just, like, super ar- like arrogant and being like, they it was come, the 90s. They actually come back, they're like, no, that was a full silicone prosthetic that we applied to your face. <laughs> That's kind of was like where I was going and I was questioning like, well, what could this be? I couldn't find any proof on it or any evidence. Yeah. Um, and like you said, third degree as well, that could have been an option. It's a, so third degree is basically a two-part silicone modeling and casting compound that sets in less than five minutes. You mix A and B and it creates like a fleshy-like texture as silicone does, the prosthetics mm-hmm. normally. But this is more like last minute applying and yeah. putting it on skin straight away. Yeah, the big difference is that with third degree, like wax, you're sculpting it right onto the actor or the performer, and silicone prosthetics have already been sculpted, molded, and then ran, so they're already ready and easy to blend, so it's like a bit different. Third degree is like a higher end wax. Yeah, if you're in a pinch, it can be great. Yeah. I know a lot of artists don't like third degree, um, but I actually kind of like it, and it gives that fleshiness that obviously wax could never ever do, but Mm -hmm. also easy removal great removal Feels right off. um i actually when i was working in the uk had a designer and she had had this happen to her from her previous boss like her designer it was set in a hospital room like in an emergency and it was this drama and this guy comes in and he's got this big laceration from a chainsaw from gardening and she made me do it in third degree and this was a continuity and she said that her boss used to make her do continuity wounds in third degree to make to be a better artist with continuity and product. And he used to be like, if you can manipulate third degree and not use a prosthetic each day, you're a great artist. It's also a lot cheaper than getting a prosthetic each day. Hugely cheaper, but the production mm-hmm. I was working on was for the BBC. Oh, so they really didn't care about that. No, they had the money. This was like an evident choice of like, so I you like learned. was yeah. shitting myself. But you but probably did a good job. I tried. And now. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> earning Academy Awards here. I'm not, I'm not like a demanded <laughs> artist in town, but... I just was like, remember being like, oh, my sweet baby angel. This Here is we go. So baby Yoda. hard. <laughs> but uh, that's what she said. Sorry. Um, have <laughs> <laughs> been watching too much Office. I know. And uh, I'm not sorry about it. I'm not sorry about it either. Um, but that was my sweet lady, Nikki, who is an awesome designer and I love. And she lives in Wales with her sweet dog, Louie. And I love her so much. And I haven't seen her since 2017. So, Nikki, if you're listening, I appreciate you and all your department heading advice and skills. (laughs) So back to the old Home Alone dudes. (laughs) Old Iron Face and Burnt Head. (laughs) Jigsaw Puzzle Man. Oh, God. 
<laughs> Sounds like something out of a horror movie. I mean, yeah, it, it is, is really. It's so <laughs> yes, you're right. You know, horror at Christmas easily. Oh, it's all the same thing. Yeah, just look at the night before Christmas. Wait, no. What's the one with Jack the Skeleton and Sally? Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare. Sorry. That would have been a fun one to do, but not much for us to do there. Not a whole lot of makeup, but good film. Yeah. <laughs> I actually went as Sally one year. I, like, mm-hmm. made a Sally costume. That sounds cool. When I was in, like, grade seven. I thought it was really cool, but looking back on it, it was pretty bad. No, Sally's an awesome costume I know, if you're she's in grade really seven. cool. She's really cool, but I was, like, painted blue, and I, like, took pantyhose and then dyed them blue, and then, like, with a Sharpie, like, drew her stitches on. Inventive. Um, I thought so, but then I showed up, and, like, everyone else was in, like, really cute. They were cats. Pretty much, and they were like, I'm a mouse. Duh. Duh. That's really funny you say that, because me and Nikki used to always say that to each other. Oh, interesting. It's like you were there. <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> Nikki, I love you. I miss you so much. <laughs> All right, don't take this. She's my friend. <laughs> um, yo, yo, did I just say? Oh, God. Who are you? I'm sweating. Half a glass of cider, and she's wild. Mm. <laughs> Catch your girl. Oh. Or don't. Don't catch No, her. don't. Please don't. Just, just let Arcee leave me alone. Let her burn. <laughs> burn her at the stake! <laughs> oh, that's so bad. That is awful. Let her fall into the iron! Um, so, like I was saying with this little, like, what kind of product were they using for this little impact mark on his head? <laughs> um, with the iron, if you lost that. Yes, back to the iron. <laughs> um, so I started looking up other films that were also around the 90s period to see if there was maybe something else, and mm-hmm. I could get product knowledge on that. Um, and one that came out the same year as Edward Scissorhands. Ah! Mm, so after some quick research of Vinnie Neal, one of the main artists on the film, said they used sheet scars. Well, it's a terminology I've not personally come across, and I've only been in the industry three years, so I'm barely dipping a toe in right now in comparison. <laughs> so maybe a lot of people are like, you don't know what sheet scars are? But that's what she said in this interview I watched. And I would have done more extensive research on it, but then I had to be like, okay, this is a different film. I, and also I was falling into the, like, deep, dark rabbit hole of just exploring Vinyl and her work and portfolio. We'll and talk about her. Her as a human being and just getting yeah. totally enamored and inspired, and I had to, like, pull myself back out of it. We should probably say Vinyl's a really talented, amazing makeup artist. She's been in the industry for a very long time. She's a veteran, and she's just makes some, she's produced some really, really amazing makeup. Yeah. Yeah, and she was talking about Edward Scissorhands. And it looks like foam. It, but it's not foam. But she, it, she said sheet scarring, but the, he has a foam brow. Again, I'm now talking about a different film, but his cuts were opaque. Interesting. Um, and unfortunately, I cannot compar- uh, confirm because it is impossible to find an interview of any makeup artist from Home Alone. <laughs> unfortunately. But it made me then think, oh, maybe Mars headpiece was foam. Maybe that's what it was. Because if they're doing tiny scars. Mm-hmm. They might have just gotten some little ridges. Yeah, exactly. Interesting, Ruby. Mm-hmm. Someone writes back, they're like, it was just pain. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. Okay, I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, so the iron face coloration is pinky red, and it was very sore and very new. Um, and it could have been painted in alcohol-based paints or a very light buffing of, like, a cream pinky color. If we're going to look at, like, alcohol's, alcohol-based paints, I'd say, like, a light maize, mm. almost. Yeah. And, like, in some parts, maybe a bright red as well, like, mixed in and, like, a wash over. They're just colorations. If you have makeup terminology in your bank, then you can kind of picture those. Basically, pink and red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's what it kind of looked like. Very, like, not scary, fun. 
like funny. it's more funny it's than a anything. I perfectly think. triangle like eye yeah. and face print on him. And I appreciate that they did the cheekbones too, and just not like the forehead. <laughs> that was nice. Uh, it's great how the film doesn't follow continuity. There's also always a nice like halo of perfect skin around the hairline of Mar, <laughs> not blending into the hair as well when he like develops some other like cuts and scrapes and dirt and shit. And yeah, just that for me like refers back to the genre of the movie and I just don't think it needs it like none of his like injuries are blended into the hairline to look organic or natural it's all you know it ain't real yeah I think they definitely went more for like the comedy side than the realistic side and they want kids to watch it too yeah and like Joe Pesci came from like Goodfellas and all those movies and apparently um he had to really watch himself on set from like swearing and being like you know just his normal adult self because he'd never worked with children so it was a big jump for him as an actor, too, to then go from that to then this. Mm-hmm. Diverse and wonderful. My favorite little clip of the whole montage of, like, booby traps that Kevin <laughs> sets up is actually, I laughed so hard. I was doing my notes at 5.30 in the morning <laughs> before I went to work. And it's when the paint cans, like, swing from out the stairs and Kevin's, like, on the banisters and, like, pushes them and they, like, swing a rope through. Yeah. And Marv gets hit. And then Joe Pesci's like, don't worry, Marv, I'll get him for you. And then also gets smacked up by the pain can. And I just envisioned me and you saying something like that, like, don't worry, Buffy, I'll get him for you. Just these two, like, goofs trying to make their way for life to be, like, these people. Macaulay Culkin's just, like, like, just our life. Laughing at us from a distance. (laughs) Jumping over wires and like, yeah! Macaulay Culkin's the union. Oh my god, if there's a better analogy ever. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, let's go back to making really bad TikToks. <laughs> and out of both of Marv and Harry, I think I decided that I'd be Harry and you'd be Marv. <sighs> I like, I mentioned the. I You're did... the smart one? Well, okay, I knew you were let's about to get say that. The, let's get this. I meant more in like characteristic like he's just like angry and like come on mom like he's just really pissed all the time and mars were like gangly and happy and like wow <laughs> and i just feel like mars like elegant the marv is like the embodiment of like a golden retriever following his like grumpy bulldog <laughs> barely can climb steps like yeah Did yeah you just agree? Mean you. no i do yes. yeah so that's what i was thinking about too um oh god And a fun fact to end this sweet little Christmas segment of mine. (laughs) Uh, Today in the industry, um, stunt people will still refer to acting out an exaggerated fall as doing a home alone, apparently. Oh, funny. I didn't know that. Yeah, because these falls are so dramatic and large. Yeah, they're like, oh, no! Backflip, backflip, backflip. (laughs) (laughs) And, um... Yeah, because this film did call for a lot of stunts. Yeah. But yeah, it's called The Home Alone now if you fall crazy. If you're getting into the stunt industry and they ask you to do that. You know what I mean. I know. I mad respect the stunts. I don't know how they so do, do it. So do I. I would like, love to do stunts. But I also wouldn't at the same time. Yeah, I don't. It's it's incredible work. There should be a lot more awards given out to stunts and yeah, like recognition. It's also so cool to be on set when they do like really complex stunts oh. because everyone goes really quiet and everyone just watches this one stunt double which would be so nerve-wracking. You it have would. like the entire crew paying attention to you and then they're like okay ready <laughs> three two one and then you literally get launched or like or, whatever you're doing. Yeah. You I get like watch guys fly through the air. I like, like seeing people drive into like buildings. Do, like, the, 
what's it called when they have the harness and then the the rope and they do like the big pulls yeah i know i don't know what that term is called in the correct those ones are crazy one of my favorite stunts they ever watched was a woman like you know like the big stairwells sometimes in car parking lots for example like industrial and concrete and just a huge stairwell that you can look down oh yeah yeah and see like multiple floors like if you look down the middle um was the camera there was like a three-part like setup down different levels and this woman just like perched on the edge of the top banister and she just fell off they were like okay and they had some padding in some areas they're just like you just need to fall now that's crazy Three, two, and she just like nothing just like i just can't imagine ever like, like the free falls yeah or yeah. and like just allowing your body to fall and hit the floor because you just have that like it's breaking that instinctive part of your brain to stop yourself from falling or hurting yourself yeah and it's like yeah. breaking that mold of letting it happen but falling and doing it in a way that you're not gonna horrifically hurt yourself yeah there's like so much technique that goes into stunt i remember on a show we were on they were like had these gunshots going off and they had this stunt guy he was getting like shot and his falling was like really good mm-hmm. um and i remember being stood at the monitor just watching and there was like some visifex guys and some i think the director was there or assistant director or whatever and they were like oh god i'm really happy we got that stunt guy he's known as the faller in town <laughs> i was like wow oh the faller <laughs> yeah i didn't join in but in my head i was like oh. so basically if you take anything from this i couldn't find any makeup information on home alone but we were mad impressed by any form of stunt and in home alone and outside of home alone there you go and that is me finn my turn all right i didn't get a clap out like oh well done merry christmas ruby eat your mince pie <laughs> what is a mince pie you don't know what a mince pie is maybe you guys have them but they're called something else in the uk mince pie is not mince meat what's well, a common mis- like conception here okay it's basically like uh, loads of nice dried fruit and like cranberries and raisins and you can mix it all up and like get syrupy with it and it's like this little fun texture I, i've never made it so i'm doing a pour so like a fruit cake yes it's like a fruit cake kind of texture and you like but it. it's not like uh like christmas cake it's not like that it's not like that spongy cakeness it's kind of like sweet and like very fruit packed does it have sauce no, and then it's got, like, a pastry casing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and it's, like, a mince pie, and you warm it up and you have it with custard or ice cream or something like that. And they're my favorite. You'll see them in the store. I literally bought from a store recently, like, mince pie, like, filler, so I could make some. But I want to make it from scratch, too. Look them up. They're delicious. Oh, I expect one made by you. Thank you. I mean, by next week, at least. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you know, fuck me, then. I'll make my own mince pie. <laughs> you can make me salted fish. Oh, God. From Newfoundland. I hate salted fish. That's what my family eats on Christmas Day, though. I, I don't participate, but that's what they eat. It's yeah. freaking gross. We all have traditions. It makes my house smell so bad, too. You, like, wake up on Christmas morning, you're like, ugh, God, fish. <laughs> I'm not a huge fish fan. My whole family eats fish, naturally, and I hate it, so. Yeah, well, I'm you live, like, sheep. on the ocean front. Yeah, well. <laughs> Grew up on the ocean front. I mean, we still do live on we the ocean do. front. We still do, yes. You just went coast to coast, baby. Different ocean. Aha. Uh-huh. And I was from an island, so. So am I. <gasps> Mm-hmm. And we're nice. literally like just what separates us. I know is a body of water. I could have swam to you. I mean, well, mm, maybe it in takes a boat. Five hours to cross that ocean <laughs> by a plane. So maybe I wouldn't swim. I could have reached you eventually. You'd probably like get on land and be like, "I made it," and then <laughs> you'd realize you're an island. And they're like, "No, no, no, next island over." Next island. She's the next one. You took a wrong turn at Greenland. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah no. Greenland's way off. Okay. Just platelets. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing Christmas with the cranks. <laughs>
just screamed the title. <laughs> to distract everyone. <laughs> oh my god. Christmas with the Cranks. Yes, I recently watched this movie. Um, as an adult watching this movie, have you seen it? No. Oh, typical. As an ad- <laughs> as an adult watching this movie, uh, I got a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. And I'll just, I'll get into it after. <laughs> Um, Christmas with the Cranks came out in 2004. Um, I guess I'll just give you a short little synopsis mm-hmm. since you're a bad podcast partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As she eats my Christmas cookies. Yeah. This is my equivalent of a mince pie. <laughs> uh, Christmas with the Cranks follows husband and wife. Luther and Nora Crank, played by Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis, as they plan to boycott Christmas entirely and instead skip to take a cruise. Mm. Their daughter's recently moved away to the Peace Corps, so she won't be there for Christmas, and they decide, why not do Christmas, let's save some money and just throw a cruise. And in doing that, they let all of their neighbors know that they do not want to participate in Christmas, and chaos ensues. Jesus. I know. They're a bit of bah humbugs. But they plan on skipping Christmas. Um, so, like you said, I tried to find some, there's actually a lot of comedic makeup in this movie as well, and I tried to find, like, information about how they created those. Obviously, there's nothing. Mm. Wasn't anything <laughs> spectacular to find. But I just decided, like, you, it's the same thing that you did. I'm just gonna guess about how they did it, and hopefully be right. And we appreciate the artists that do do it, we just, unfortunately, couldn't find anything that highlighted that you did it, and we would have given you huge shout-outs and... <laughs> Yeah. Wanted if, to appreciate your you work. If you ever listen to this and you want to correct us, please, by all means. Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the HOD for this film was Haley Demore. The key is Kenneth Paul Schneidfeld. Sh- Schoenfeld. I'm not sure how you say his last name. What's new? And you're going to love this. The prosthetic artist for Tim Allen was none other than Joel Harlow. Are you serious? Yeah. Joel Hallow is another great artist that we're really looking forward to talking about. Yes, we'll be talking about him very soon. Mm-hmm. He's a big one. Him and V. Mm-hmm. So starting off with my favorite makeup of this film. There's a scene where it takes place in a restaurant where Nora is waiting for Luther to arrive. He meets her at the table and is swollen, very red in the face, looks very funny. Kind mm. of like a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, how are you going to be by the end of this? Apparently. Literally, yes. Mm. Just picture that. His eyebrows have shifted up and are turned down. And, yeah, he just looks like a big balloon. Nora, understandably, is concerned. She's like, what's happened to your face? Mm. He explains that he's gotten Botox for the cruise Oh, in order to look his best. And he hasn't unswelled yet. He tries to eat some food, and it's, like, just a funny scene of him trying to eat, like, a mm-hmm. bowl of mango. And he's like, nah, 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 nah. but he can't, like, chew properly. <laughs> Bondo. The Bondo. Because <laughs> the Botox hasn't solidified. <laughs> or whatever Did it is. Botox that do that? Botox does in the face. Wow. Um, so for this effect, they definitely would have used a prosthetic. Uh, hopefully. Yes. Or they just gave him Botox. <laughs> um, I think that probably would have been, it probably would have been a foam forehead piece mm-hmm. that would have blended around the bridge of his nose, along his eyelids, to cover his brows as well. Then they would have probably had fake brows put into the piece. Like hair punched? Exactly. So like pre-hand? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So like they pre-painted the piece? Yeah, I think so. Because cool. it's like a very beet red color that they have Beautiful. him in. It's a very lovely look for him. It just really adds to this like funny scene. And it adds to like this idea that he's like really trying to embrace the cruise lifestyle. And he thinks By getting that that's, Botox? He thinks that that's how it's done. 
Um, my next favorite scene follows along that line. Luther convinces Nora to get tan to go get tanned before their cruise, so that they don't stand out when they go on the cruise. Oh god! So they show up at the tanning salon. It's like every British woman ever. Yes. <laughs> so they show up at the tanning salon where they're greeted by the receptionist, and she, from head to toe, is like a Cheeto. <laughs> it's just a common But co- it's like so funny. Is she blonde too? She's super blonde. Yeah, super orange. Sounds um, like some 2004 fucking shit. And that, yes, exactly. <laughs> they really embrace that, that mm-hmm. lifestyle. Um, my favorite part about that makeup though is that they left the line where her goggles oh, that's cool. was set white. So she's like orange as all orange. Except for these two little circles around her eyes and like two little strings on her, <laughs> where her temples are. Where her like tanning goggles would sit. Do you reckon they did that in creams? Or not creams, because it's her whole body. So I would think that they might have just used body paint mm. um, for the scene, and that's probably. And she's only in that one scene. She's just a day player. She's in and out. So I don't think that they would have gone like crazy with it. Mm-hmm. And she does wear clothes and stuff, but you just see like her hands and her chest and her face and nice <laughs> everything. That's awesome. Yeah. Back to my questions about this film. More than anything, <laughs> what I've gathered from it, first of all. Why did the Cranks have to tell everyone they were skipping Christmas in the first place? That's where all they get the hate from. He, like, hands out a letter saying that he's skipping Christmas and he doesn't want to have anything to do with Christmas. What kind of street is this? Street? Like, that they live on. Oh, apparently a crazy Christmas one. You have to watch the movie to understand. Yeah. You really do. It's interesting. I apologize. Um, <laughs> why can't the neighbors respect their decision to skip Christmas? Awful humans. Yeah, the neighbors are all like, wow, how dare you? I'm they insulted. literally stand outside their house. Like, screaming at them, like, protesting for hours and prank calling them. I would move. Tormenting them. It's terrible. Again, this sounds They, like, follow her home. There's, like, a scene where she, Jamie Lee Curtis is in the car trying to drive to the supermarket and, like, the, ho- like, head of the homeowners association for their neighborhood is, sounds like... Sounds like Vampire Diaries again. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, they always have, like, some weird village town meeting all the time and they're having, like, bloody parades every other week. Oh, yeah. Literally, yes. Mm. Yeah, you're right. And they're like, Nora, you must put Frosty on your roof. You have to. It's a tradition in the neighborhood. They put up these big Frosties on their roofs. It's like a thing. And they don't want to do it because they're skipping Christmas. And he, like, follows in her car. And he has his hands on her window. Oh, my God. And she rolls up the window. And then his hands get stuck. And then it's just his gloves because he takes his hand. In. It's just <laughs> a whole thing. Anyway, and, like, why do they care so much? You tell them. Also, why do the neighbors love their creepy... Why do the neighbors love their creepy Frosty statues so much? That's another question? That's another, That's my last question. Mm. Um, I think because people like traditions. If I'm oh, going to answer like an oh, adult. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, all in all, it's a really funny holiday comedy. There's some really funny scenes. I got another question about the Botox. Yes, please. I want to go back to that. Please. Is it just the forehead or the full face? Well, he's painted. Full face is painted. Okay. But it's just his forehead that's swollen. Ah, and blended at the bridge of the nose, you said. I think so, because his nose looked normal. Mm-hmm. hmm And then I tried to zoom in and see if they were, if, like, he was wearing, like, a wig or a hairpiece over, like, the hairline. Yeah. And I couldn't really tell. So either they got a really good hairpiece that matches his hair really well, mm-hmm. or they just blended the piece to his hairline. Yeah. Could be either or. Well, it's Joel Harlow, so it's probably just beautifully done. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. the piece is really nice. And Tim Allen just animates it really well, which has adds something to it. Yeah. Tim Allen's also not a stranger to prosthetics in Christmas movies because he was in the Santa Claus as well. 
And they have that big, like, foam where he turns into, like, Nazi Santa in the third or second I'm sorry, what? Oh, you missed that whole part? I'm so, yeah, what? I said Tim Allen's also not a stranger to prosthetics in Christmas movies. I just keep getting messages from people, and I got really distracted, so it's extremely rude of me to do that, so I'm really sorry. It's okay. (laughs) I was just like, what all, why do people, why do people- Nazi (laughs) Santa? Yeah, like, that's where I tuned back in. (laughs) That doesn't matter anyway. That's insane. That's pretty much it for mine. It was a pretty short and sweet one because it's hard to find Christmas movies with makeup. It is. What a way to end the finale. Us just being like, yeah, well, this one we put together and have a good time. Anyway, short and sweet. Love you. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Just like tradition should be with family. Yes, exactly. You you leave. Before everything gets gets messy, you know? (laughs) I guess on that note, with season one ending, going into season two... We have some exciting new things planned for you. We have so many exciting new things that we'll let you know soon once we yes. like iron out those creases. Once creases. we get those details in line, yeah, we'll it's, share. It's pretty crazy that we've done 12 episodes already. I know. Good on us. That's took us a long time. It took us almost a year. Well, that was the really bad part of COVID. and I yeah, mean, it's all true. really bad. Like There wasn't just a bad part. Um, <laughs> the part where we couldn't see each other for four months really messed up our timeline. It really did. And there was a lot of being fearful of it not working out or what are we doing and at the end of the day we just needed to release it and look where we are now overwhelming support and love and sweetness that we've received in these 12 episodes from friends and people that we don't really know is really kind and i'm really excited to start and expand this journey with you sweet buffy yes let's see where this takes us yeah so basically to end thank you for being such good supporters and listeners of our first season and for being patient with us as we learn to navigate this new hobby (laughs) and iron out all of our many, 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 many kinks. Yes. And before we leave, we should finish with our tip and product. Yes. Let's do that. Do you want to talk about the tip and I'll talk about the product? Sure. That sounds good. So I, for the tip, decided to do zinc oxide powder. Oh, yeah. Fantastic if you want to stop sweat. I've used it on palms of actors mm-hmm. um, before applying tattoos or like a very sweaty area. Um, I just know it can be very helpful. I don't have extensive experience with it, but it's very, very opaque and very dry. Yes. <laughs> and chalky. And But it can really help to reduce sweat and perspiration. A note with it, given that it is very pigmented and chalky mm-hmm. not so great for actors with darker skin no because would, it uh does not it's not the right color for them no it and just, it's not gonna help there's also the oxide i is you shouldn't you should look out for like zinc oxide in any products like sunscreen and mm-hmm. zinc oxide's a big one in sunscreen yeah and because you don't want to also spray your black and other darker skin tone actors or performers or model or whoever friends with it because it can have that like very 90s fashion <laughs> industry he... chalkiness that should have never happened yeah but also in a term of blood it is sometimes used to make blood thicker and mm-hmm. like coagulate is mm-hmm. that the right ter- word coagulate coagulate I think so, yeah coagulate you know like thicken it up and make it all gross yeah nasty yeah obviously you need like an abundance because it is such a big like it's a powder yeah so you can't just sprinkle a bit of blood into it it's gonna be great it's not she's gonna look rubbish but i mean do what you want i'm no expert but yeah so and i've also heard it can be really great for that hmm. too there you go yeah i have an interesting product i recently started using it 
and I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been struggling with acne. I struggle with acne like ever since I was literally all I can remember. I've always had acne. Nice. And well, no, well, nice. not no, so nice, nice for me, but okay. you know, thanks for sharing. Saying. <laughs> I I have troubles with acne too. I hate it. Bane of my existence. Mm-hmm. I recently started trying a couple new acne treatments from my dermatologist, and they're just a bit aggressive on my skin. So I decided to, I went to the store to look for a really good, thick, like, unfragranced moisturizer. Yeah. That will just, like, feed my skin and not make me burn or sting. So I decided to try the CeraVe Moisturizing Cream for Normal to Dry Skin, and it's been developed by dermatologists. It has hyaluronic acid. It's really really good i know that i have brand. this giant jar of it and i've been like slathering it on like it's going out of style <laughs> i got the one with bonus 19 percent oh, yeah. more <laughs> product bonus <laughs> but it's actually so good it doesn't have any fragrance which a lot of people can have sensitivities to and i also think going into winter when our skin is just more dry and needs a little more love this is a really great product and i really am happy i found it and i want to share with the world. Nice. I'm really happy you found a product to help combat the dryness. Yes. So that's my TED Talk. I love it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank you very much. Yeah. Anything else we'd like to say before we pass the torch on to season two? There's going to be a little interval. There'll be a break. We're going to do some planning like we said and celebrate Christmas. And we're so ready to enjoy Christmas, and we really hope you guys do too. We hope yes. you eat lots of good food, you get to spend time with loved ones, and celebrate this holiday season in whatever way that means to you. All the best of luck in 2021. I think it's going to be better. I hope so. Yeah, we'll be there for it. Exactly. And on that note, we will sign off. Au revoir. Would you like to say the honors? No, I never do. Oh my god. Sorry, <laughs> can you just do the work? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> If you'd like to follow us, we have an Instagram at Blush and Stuff Pod. Our Twitter is Blush and Stuff underscore pod. And we have an email. If you have any inquiries or questions or you just want to say hi, you can reach us at Blush and Stuff Pod at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Yes. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Christmas season one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>